to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. Super excited to be here with you guys this week, coming at you from the AM 1170 studios here in San Diego. Um, I'm amazed that I'm kind of laughing and in a good mood today because you know what? I'm actually really angry at what's happening out there. Y'all have been following the Andrea K show, listening to me for years, know that the fight against radical Islam and Islamic terror has been something that's been incredibly important to me. I know that there's hysteria on the part of the left because, oh my gosh, we pulled out of the Paris Accord. We're not going to get to take advantage of the two-tenths of one percent of effect on climate change 100 years from now. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, we've got bodies bleeding out in the streets and almost daily terrorist attacks. And I am having to go on other outlets. I'm incredibly concerned and upset that I'm having to go on other outlets, other outlets that are supposed to be conservative and bite my tongue. I'm not allowed to say what, what I really want to say. I mean, there has been a lot of wins on the part of the left in the last eight years that President Trump has to overcome. One of the greatest wins that they've had is against our speech. And you know what? That to me is really probably the front line on this fight against terror. As I as I come into the studio today and find out that a Breitbart editor was fired because she dared to say something that President Trump has said, which is, you know what? No Muslims, no Muslim terrorist attacks there. We said it. Why is it that after every terrorist attack, the first thing that the left has done in the last eight years is to push back against Islamophobia? And my question is, and, and that actually was a question I saw yesterday that somebody asked so well. They said, how come we, ne- we never have to talk about Hinduophobia? How come we never have to talk about Buddhistophobia? We don't have to talk about Christianophobia or anything else. Right now, we're in the month of Ramadan. It's reported that there has been over 55 attacks and almost 500 people dead in the name of Islam. But the first thing that always happens is a pushback against Islamophobia. Last night on another outlet that's supposed to be conservatives, oh, we can't stigmatize an entire religion. Well, you know what? An entire religion of Christianity has been stigmatized. Isn't that what the stings were on bakeries to find out who was willing to bake a cake for a gay wedding? The Christian Christians have been stigmatized as a religion of hate when they didn't want to for being pro-life. For being pro-life, we're stigmatized as being a, a religion that hates women. You're not you you you're stigmatized if you don't want to bake a cake as a Christian, but you're not stigmatized as a religion if you want to string up gay people. We've got to stop this political correctness. It is killing us. We give up our free speech. And we give up the world. And that's really what's at stake here. There's a couple of things that we need that we can do to really stop this. First of all, we've only had one politician who's been willing to say, and it was Rick Santorum in the primaries when he said we need to declare Islam as a political ideology. And that is so absolutely true. It is a political movement. That's why when they move into a country, they've got to set up their courts around and Sharia because what they, they don't want just to be able to just practice a religion somewhere. No, they want to take over a government because that's what Islam is. It's a political system with a centralized government of power. And they aim to get that through either the sword or Sharia. And that's what's happening. 
if we can't get that declared, then we're in real trouble because they are using, it's like Nani Darwish said, I worked on a documentary 15 years ago and Nani Darwish said to me then, we are handing over our country and the world on a platter of political correctness. They are using our free speech and using our kind hearts against us. We are never going to be able to rout them out if they continue to be able to hide behind religious protections. If we can't get it declared as a political ideology, then we need to do some old-fashioned stigmatizing. They want to go around and get the left wants to go around and get Christians. We're, we're, we're stigmatized again because we don't want to bake a cake. Well, let's do some old-fashioned stigmatizing against an entire religion right now. Because you know what? Uh, Obama went around for eight years saying 99% of Muslims are great. Well, you know what? I, I think the, uh, the is the percentage of Muslims that want to take off our heads, is it the majority? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's majority. But you know what? The minority, first of all, of those who want to do that is far bigger than the left wants you to believe. When you look at people celebrating Muslims, celebrating the attacks, the, the minority that supposedly... Um, of bad guys that want to take us on is far bigger. But you know what? There's also an old cliche that you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. So we can no longer afford to tiptoe around that's this religion if they want it to be declared a religion on behalf of protecting the feelings of a minority that doesn't want to do anything to stop it. If you are a Muslim and you are listening to me and you don't subscribe to the Islamists within your community who want to take us over and you don't like, if you don't want to do anything to stop it, then suffer the consequences of being stigmatized. That's your problem to solve. It's not mine. And we should not be going down the road of handing over our country out of the feelings of some supposed minority that's not doing anything to stop it. It's like that old cliche, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And when they are doing nothing to stop it, when we have to have a media outlet faking a moderate Muslim anti-ISIS march, there's a problem. We need to do some old-fashioned shunning and some old-fashioned stigmatizing. Why is it that we're not allowed to have, Theresa May is talking about dealing with this on social media, she's got a point there. Conservatives are banned all the time on Twitter, but Twitter doesn't do anything to stop Islamic Jihad. Why is it that we, and you want to talk about legal protections, why are they given legal protections? You can't, you can't put post-child pornography. You try, you try spray-painting a swastika somewhere at your place of employment. You can't get away with that. We need to start coming up with some legislation to stop this as well, as well as some good old-fashioned stigmatizing and some shunning. We need to free up our intelligence communities and our law enforcement to go into these mosques or shut down mosques or have city government say, we're not going to allow you to build a mosque. And you know what? You moderates, you don't like it? Take that up with those who are cutting off the heads of people or blowing up girls at a concert. That's your problem to solve, you moderates. We need to, we give up our speech and we give up the world. And that's what's happening here right now. I got to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up this conversation with Katie Hopkins. She was my hero of the week last week because she dared to speak out about this and the political correctness. She said the United Kingdom cared more about protecting the rights of jihadists than little girls. And that's really where this fight is right now. So stay tuned. We got Andrea K. Show coming up. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Thank you all for joining me. And got to say hi, shout out to everybody watching on Facebook Live. My buddy Dan Perry and Sadie's watching and Scott and Elisa Brent. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Hey, earlier I had a chance, I had the an honor to talk to Katie Hopkins, who is, you know, I... I, I think she's kind of like the British version of Andrea Kay. I mean, she's explosive. She speaks her mind and she, you know, regardless of the consequences, in fact, a couple of comments that she made after Manchester cost her her radio gig, but she is, she is fearless. And it was my honor to sit down and talk to her earlier today about what's going on in Great Britain and her warning for Americans. I am super excited to have my next guest with me. I kind of like to think of her as like the Brit- the British Andrea Kay. You know, I'm known as Dynamite in the Dress. And, and when I saw this gal, I think it was on Fox News. It was like, whoa. It was like a British ver- explosion of dynamite coming through the airwaves. Katie Hopkins, global columnist for DailyMail.com. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Thank you for having me. Um, you know what? Thank you for your your boldness in in the face of Islamic terror that's just ravaging your country. I actually uh, named you the winner of my Andrea K Show Hero of the Week Award last week because oh. because yeah because you really called out the British government and this was after Manchester in which you held them accountable. You said that they cared more about protecting the rights of jihadists than they did about little girls. Thank you. That's really kind of you, and I did hear about that, and I did mean to send you a thank you. So I appreciate it. It's very kind. Um, But certainly, I think uh, here it's a pattern that we've seen evolving after each and every terror attack. You know, to start with, it was hashtags and a heart symbol at the sky and light up a building in the color of our flag uh, all around Europe. And then we got a bit bored of that. And now, of course, we have this stock narrative that we're all supposed to buy into. It's a form of propaganda, I think, where we're supposed to say we stand united. We carry on as normal. Mm-hmm. We will not let terror win. And that worked for a little while for many people. But I could see the chinks in that falling apart, the kind of fear that started to creep in. And that fear is now all pervasive. Mm-hmm. People are not buying that propaganda anymore. And people are demanding action. People are very angry. And still, the London mayor, Sadiq Khan, or Sadiq Kant, as I prefer to know him, <laughs> is still saying London is the safest city in the world and we carry on as normal and I can tell you we are not carrying on as normal I know people who will not come in to the city of London Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's such a game of mind manipulation. The idea that you derive strength as a nation by burying your head in the sand and pretending that terrorist attacks didn't occur. And while on the one hand, I think it was kind of nice of Ariana Grande to come back and do a concert, to me, it kind of fed the notion that the way to win terror is to just ignore it and to just carry on as though nothing had happened. And, and you're right to say that people are not just carrying on. That is a part of the propaganda. This morning, we find out that there's another possible terrorist attack in France. I personally know people that are cowering in hotels there, just like I know people cowering in the United Kingdom. Um, Theresa May came out after this latest round of attacks on the London Bridge and said, you know what? Enough is enough. She said, you know, um, let me make sure I'm quoting her here. She said, enough is enough. Uh, We're far too tolerant with extremism in the country. And I thought, okay, enough is enough. Now what? What are you going to actually do from a policy standpoint to keep uh, the citizens safe? Absolutely right. And that's something that's been, uh, you know, I've been trying to help point out or trying to help people question is, tell me exactly what has changed after London Bridge to today, to this moment today, where actually we've just had London Bridge in lockdown again and all the buildings there, the offices where people were allowed to work, they've just been evacuated. So God knows what's going on there. But actually nothing has changed. Theresa May is the one that changed the control orders. We used to be able to keep suspect terrorists in their homes tagged. We could move them to separate locations. They were under 24-hour day surveillance. She watered those down because she said we need to protect the civil liberties of suspected terrorists. And I think that's where British people feel concerned. We have our own, you know, I have my own 12, 11 and 8-year-old. 8-year-olds wondering what's going on. I have a girlfriend rang me this morning. Her daughter, who's 8, didn't want her to go to work because Mm. she was worried for her mummy. You know, that's the truth of this pervasive fear. It is our children that now are afraid. And that, unfortunately, is the world we live in. And I've heard uh, from a source that actually primary schools and hospitals have been flagged as the next target. Mm. And of course, any mother, you know, that's terrifying. It's the softest targets they're picking on now. Well, and they will continue to pick on soft targets and they will continue to win, in my opinion, until we do until we fight back against the manipulation that's being done to us through political correctness. Uh, you know, um, Theresa May is talking about how we can't give them safe spaces on social media. Well, that you know, that's not enough. You know, for me, what's and I don't really know that much about the laws of the United Kingdom, but here they're using our freedom of religion and First Amendment rights of free speech against us here. I think and what I've been pushing for on my show from an action from a policy standpoint is to declare Islam the political ideology that it is so that they do not have the ability to hide behind religious protections. But to me, we're never going to win this. As long as we have uh, this political correctness that we're not allowed to say anything bad about Islam. And to me, that's the key. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, um, you know, I think there's also strong action we can take. We should remember um, that Theresa May, who wants to kind of talk about corporate social media, she's the one that said um, that our suspected terrorists would still have access to the Internet, would still have access to their phones, would still have access to their family and their network. So let's remember the same woman is protecting suspected terrorists while she stands there and says this other stuff for the cameras. What we need to do very clearly 
really are three things. One, round up the 3,000 um, that we know are suspected terrorists on the watch list. Two, get a hold of the 23,000 known to the authorities, uh, one of whom was the attacker we just had at London Bridge. And three, we need to shut down Saudi-funded mosques and we need to start deporting imams that have been imported from Saudi. Those are three clear action mm-hmm. steps. That's what the British people want to hear and it's what we're still not hearing as many people refuse to go out today mm-hmm. into London for fear of attack. We're talking to Katie Hopkins, a global columnist uh, for DailyMail.com. Uh, it's really hard to think about those policies getting enacted when the citizens of London elected a mayor with some ties to radical uh, Islamist and radical organizations in the past. How did that happen? Yeah, so Sadiq Khan, the mayor here, he was a consultant legal representative to one of the 9-11 bombers. He was the legal representative uh, for Farah Khan, a guy who said we should kill all white people. He campaigned as a legal uh, advisor to get that man access to Britain. And it's interesting, of course, that he would want access to Britain for a man who said kill all whites when he then wants today and yesterday to stop Donald Trump coming to the UK. I think what he's actually frightened of is there's an overwhelming groundswell of support for Donald Trump. More and more people buying into the idea we need to make Britain great again, wishing we could actually replace Sadiq Khan with Donald Trump or someone like Donald Trump. But certainly his old links to terror are very clear. And some of the work that he's done in the past to get terrorists released or to get terrorists into this country is also very clear. And it's curious, isn't it, that a man who was sworn in on the Quran and who acted for terror in the past is then London Mayor and has also argued for London Mayor, uh, for London, sorry, to be a separate entity and for himself to become president of wow. London. Which yeah. is truly terrifying, I think. Uh, in, the, in the minute that we have left, one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is that I have been preaching for years that we've got to not go down this path that Europe has gone down. I read a book called While Europe Slept. I'm not sure if you read it from Bruce Bauer years ago. Yeah. Yes, and he warned America what message would you like to tell Americans today about what we can learn from what's going on in Europe and in yeah. Britain? I'm not proud to say it because I am a true fighter for my country. I served in the forces. I was a member of, I went through Sandhurst. I'm a member of the British Army. Uh, But I would say to America, look at Britain. Look at what we've fallen to. This we are reduced. America, you do not want to be like us. You do want to protect yourselves. And most of all, you want to protect your children. I can tell you this country is not safe for my three young children. I would never wish that on another mother and another father. You need to protect yourself. Katie Hopkins, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. And and keep up that fight over there. Make Britain great again. I love it. Thanks so much. Um, What a powerful voice she is over there for Great Britain. And not just for them, but actually to warn us here in America. How in the world... Do we have Americans in, in in light of everything that's happened after 9-11? Remember, hashtag never forget after Benghazi, never forget. And yet we still have so many Americans pushing, pushing to to go down the same path that Britain has gone down. One of the reasons for it is because we have a Democrat party who is in partnership with the Islamists here. They know that um, what... Is that Islam is a political system, and it's one that's that's not completely incompatible with the left. It's about a centralized government control, a, a system of power over the citizens. And that's why you've got Democrats like Maxine Waters going to a mosque in Southern California and saying that only only a bigot would vote against Sharia. 
So think about that. While they have, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, they're trying to get us to accept, to swallow the bitter pill, that terrorism is just nothing we can do to stop it. They're just a, just a small handful of extremists. It's just part and parcel of big city life, even though it's not happening in Tokyo. And the reason why the left wants us to just accept that it's just a small part of extremists, it's just a law enforcement issue. They know it's not because they know that they're compatible with the left's ideology, the left's plan of a centralized system of power. That's why they're partnering with them. That's why the Muslim Brotherhood got a seat on the front row of President Obama's speech in Cairo many years ago. We must stop this. Meanwhile, the left has done everything that they could to stigmatize Christians as being the party against women, the party of hate, because we're pro-life. Yeah, we're still, but we can't stigmatize anything in relate uh, in relation to Islam, we've got to push back against the political correctness that is killing us. We're going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit. A little bit. Got my buddy Julio Rivera is going to be here because we got more happening this week. We got Comey going in front of Congress this week to testify. We've got the GOP leadership saying, "You know what? You can forget repeal and replace this year, or even tax reform." President Trump's got his hands full. He's trying to keep us safe at the same time. He's got an opposition party that doesn't want to do anything to help us economically either. More Andrea K show coming right back up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have everybody here with me, uh, especially those watching on Facebook Live right now. In fact, my buddy Connie, uh, she posted something about some breaking news in Fresno. I'm going to have to ask and see if my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks can Google that for me real quick, see what's happening in Fresno. I know this morning when I came into the studio, there was an attack didn't know the motives yet. Isn't that what they tell us every time there's a terrorist attack? We don't know the motive. We're still while they're screaming, Allah, ooh, Akbar. Uh, so we don't really know what's happening with that. But uh, joining me on my newsmaker line while DJ Carrot Sticks tries to get to the bottom of what's happening in Fresno. It's in California. That could be anything. You know, we could, we could have some crazy person up in Fresno protesting, you know, um, you know, the Chargers moving to L.A., you know, and, and shooting. We don't even know. Anyway. So Julia Rivera joins me, executive director, editorial director of Reactionary Times. Hey, buddy, welcome back to the show. Hey, what's going on? How are you today? And it really, and I listening to you before in the last segment and what you're alluding to now, we really do live in a time now where the gridlock is self-imposed to me. Like it, yeah. it's media is, is, why can't we do tax reform this year? Why can't? 
we do healthcare this year. Why can't we do any of it? You know why? Because we're wasting time with all of this. Is Susan Rice going to be brought up to speak? Is you know we have Comey giving this testimony, which he kind of talked through before he even decided that it was going to happen, or he had to have a special conference with Mueller or whatever. And Trump saying that he's not going to invoke the executive privilege makes perfect sense to me because I really think that they're all just dirty and they have been the entire time. And I think Trump is like, I dare you to speak right? because I'm sure that, you know, uh, the the way that the entire investigation into Hillary Clinton will probably once it's audited merit Mm -hmm. the opportunity to go ahead and reopen the case against her because you know what she did and she did tamper with evidence. That's the, always been the most striking piece of evidence. The fact that after having her server subpoena, she had it clean. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, what Comey's supposed to be coming, the big smoking gun that supposedly Trump obstructed justice. Meanwhile, Comey, you know, gave a pass to a secretary of state who deleted 33,000 pieces of government property that were under subpoena. And then he basically gave hammers to her staffers to to, to dispose of all of her devices that she lied and, and said she didn't even have. So, you know, uh, unlike presidents in the past, like uh, W and Obama, President Trump is not going to exert executive and his executive power and good for him. And what I think the left is going to find as we as we've already got one leaker that's going to be charged with the Espionage Act is that be careful what you wish for lefties, because we actually have sessions now as the attorney general. And there are in Mm -hmm. spite of the fact that the intelligence community is rife with Obama holdovers and 96 percent of campaign contributions from the intelligence community went to Hillary Clinton. There are still some good men and women out there in the um, Justice Department that actually Mm -hmm. care about justice. It's going to be interesting on Thursday. Like we we ran a, a, a piece called Nothing to Hide. And that's what I think, while Trump honestly feels, I think he feels that whatever the nature of his conversation with Comey, which you conveniently saw memos come out later after he had been. Although nobody's actually seen the memo, by the way, they just alluded to the memo. He just supposedly leaked the memo to The New York Times, a memo that nobody's actually seen, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it could be anything. It could have been from two weeks ago. It could have been from two months ago. It could have been from never. I'm not I sure. That, I think there might be a memo, but I'm not sure the ink is dried on it yet. I mean, we're dealing with somebody who. Exactly. I think who, they're writing it in real time. They got to figure out what the narrative <laughs> is going to be. He, <laughs> yeah. He's trying to impede President Trump, but there's it's called nothing to hide. Trump will not block Comey testimony. Mm-hmm. And that's on reactionarytimes.com. If you check that out. And that's basically more or less how, my, how I feel. And I think anybody that is, a, in a, is an observer and kind of. Can, can get the fact that, you know, and Trump, even when he fired him, put in the letter that you confirmed to me three times that I he was not personally under any uh, investigation at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Trump didn't obstruct anything. He didn't do anything necessarily to help himself because he wasn't under any special scrutiny. Um, you know, for all the talk of Russian collusion, we haven't even been able to have one congressman or woman come out and say whether or not they saw definitive evidence. Feinstein said that she, there was none. Maxine Waters, when asked directly what evidence she had seen or felt merited the, all the big collusion noise, she, she couldn't name anything. So what what are we chasing? We're chasing a unicorn here? What is this? Well, that's exactly what we're chasing. And shame on the Republican Party for going along with a special counsel that after eight months of an investigation that was based on nothing, we still have no probable cause to have justified the Nixonian version of a Democrat sitting president 
overseeing an investigation and a surveillance, by the way, of the opposition party presidential candidate in his campaign. There was no probable cause to justify that. Eight months later, even according to Clapper and everybody you already named, there was absolutely no evidence this come forth and the Republican Party gave him a special counsel. There was no demand for a special counsel from the Republican Party when Loretta Lynch met with with Bill Clinton on the tarmac. Mm -hmm. What's going on? These Susan Rice and everything else. Yeah. And the Republican Party, it does not have to be sidetracked by all this in terms of health care reform and in terms of tax reform. That is the excuse that they are using because we have a Republican Party that did not want to ever. I don't think they wanted to win the majorities in the houses as well as the presidency. I think they like being in the minority position so that they can take their big fat pensions, yammer about how they this and this and this and not have to actually do anything because they don't think they want to be exposed for the fact that the majority of the Republicans in office have more in line policy wise with the left. They're big government, big spenders mm-hmm. themselves, and they didn't want to be exactly. outed for it. They didn't want to be outed you know what for it. it. Is? It's basically the, 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 the rhetoric, like when people, and it's not rhetoric when I say it, it's not rhetoric when you say it, but when these progressives go out on the campaign trail and pretend to be conservatives, they know exactly what they're doing. They, they know that that works well. They'll, they'll be able to stay in power, at least in their seat, but they won't have the majority. And it's always the underdog effect when you're talking about elections and people that feel disenfranchised. Yeah. You know, when you're in the minority party, it almost gives a charm to your campaign in a sense. You know, and then these guys just come out and lie. They come out and they do nothing. Um, do you see a lot of show votes? Look at all the repeal Obamacare straight votes. Were these guys not really behind those bills? Oh, they obviously like, didn't mean that. They obviously didn't they mean that. Why can't they just it? advance one of those and then try to mix it in with appropriations and get it through um, with through the nuclear option? You get 51 votes. They have that already. Yeah. If they get a 50-50, if you get one dissenter, you got Mike Pence they could put it through. Yeah, we're talking to Julio Rivera from Reactionary Times here on the Andrea K. Show. Yeah, so it's all been a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And we, we see now the reality of of who the Republicans are. They can no more... the. They've run out of excuses. You know, in 2010, it was, well, we got to have the House. And then, you know, in 2012, well, you need to give us the White House. But then they they force, you know, a weak candidate on us who had no chance of winning, Romney. Uh, but then it was like, well, you know, we got to give us the Senate because of Harry Reid. And then they got the Senate. Now they, they have everything. And, you know, they're, they've run out of excuses. And they know it. Yeah. Now the, well, actually, now what they're trying to use, believe it or not, is the excuse of, well, we got to have the midterms. We got to go weak. When w- refusing to accept the fact, the truth is, you you want a re-election? Fulfill your promises. Stop. Don't don't be looking down the road and saying you got to go weak. It's like their argument now is we can't fulfill our promises because we've got to be reelected. As though failing to fulfill promises is a campaign strategy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, my, you uh, want to hear something? You know what's what's affecting everything now? We have an obstructionist media, and it's gotten to the point where these guys are using the excuse to duck a lot of the big questions. So if they keep trying to kick the can down the road with healthcare because they want to appease their cronies in the health insurance industry, if, you know, they're big government progressives, so why would they ever want tax reform? If anything, they want more taxes because even though they're Republicans, a lot of these guys vote or more ideologically aligned with these Democrats. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, they're riding with it. And, you know, the media every day is going to be something new. I'm sure tomorrow we're going to see something crazy. He's like, oh, he went to get gelato mm-hmm. and he had to get the extra last bit of whatever <laughs> was there that everybody wanted or something stupid. You know, it's never going to go away. This is going to be his life for the next three and a half years, at least. They're going to be calling for impeachment on the grounds of nothing, and they're going to be making basically um, uh, 
uh, having them under such a microscope that they'll just write about a story about anything. Well, yeah, you know what? The, the media wouldn't have as much power and their false narratives and their lies wouldn't have as much power if the Republican Party that's in, in large part uh, the opposite, just as much an opposition party for Trump. You, you look at what he's faced with. I mean, moles from within his administration. I mean, who else but Trump would have the would want to do what he's doing? The man was worth billions of dollars. He could have just stayed and enjoyed his life. He didn't need to put up with this stuff. He didn't need to drag his family through this. The man is literally trying to make America great again economically and from a, a, a national security standpoint. And Republicans are bashing him because he's going back to calling it a travel ban. The Republicans should be saying, you know what? Yeah, we need to ban right now. We need to go back to what he said on the campaign trail and halt bringing Muslims here because that's the reality yeah. is, you know what? I don't know if you heard my open at the top of the show, but I am tired of having to kowtow to these supposed moderates. We can't be honest that there's a problem in the religion of Islam because we've got to protect the feelings of the moderates. Well, you know what? I, no, I, I can't worry about the moderates anymore because it's impossible for us to tell who's a moderate and who's not. And quite frankly, it's starting to look a little bit like yeah. the only difference between the moderates and the extremists are just tactics. One wants to take you over with the sword and the other wants to take you over from Sharia. And if the moderates want care about their feelings and don't want to be stigmatized, they need to take it up with the extremists. Let me ask you this. Uh, mm-hmm. If Islam is such a religion of, of peace, why are the extremists not extremely peaceful? Well, because it's a brutal religion and that's a lie. It's a bold faced lie. It's not a peaceful religion. It's a very brutal religion, very Neanderthalic. It's very, you know, women have absolutely no rights. And uh, the, the law, the penalties that are carried out for whatever crimes can be punished from things for the silliest things up to death. And to prove a woman got raped, she has to have four witnesses. It's all very I wouldn't even use patriarchal because patriarchal has a different meaning to me, but I think it's, you know, very just completely um, marginalizing of the rights of women. And it's horrific the way that women get treated. Like when you get these people like the view, Joe, Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg saying that we're like the Taliban and we're this and that. Are you kidding me? Like when we start selling our, you know, our sisters and daughters in Times Square at an auction, then you talk to me. This country is wonderful for the rights of all people, and it's only this phony outrage that rallies around weak-minded liberals to continually push for the very policies that marginalize their own economic prospects. Absolutely. One minute. Uh, Update everybody on what happened with Christian Saucier and your attempt to try to get an interview with him. Yes, we got a letter um, from the jail. They were rejecting it. Um, They basically named it, you know— to me, I think who their favorites are, because if the letter has been posted and they did mention that they linked national sources to online, but for people like CNN and ABC. So, you know, are they the decider now of who actually gets First Amendment rights? Are they going to sit there and tell me that I can't be a journalist? I've been covering this for major websites this entire time. And you're going to deny me this the right to do an interview that the family wants to do, the inmate wants to do. Right. It, it's like, are you kidding me? And then the story of Christian Saucier with Clinton, and the, it plays into everything that's going on this week because Comey, right now, and the way he handled the Clinton investigation is going to be under scrutiny. And if they reopen it, they, they're going to have to really, the, the only way to make this fair is you got to let Christian out and like, fully pardon him because it was nothing it was stupid. It should have been non judicial punishment. He should still be in the Navy. They should restore him back. Yeah. 
to E6 and put him back, or yeah. not E6, E5, yeah. make him take his rank, but play it in line with the way that these things are handled within the Navy. Right. You know, because that's really what it was. He was, he was, uh, it was a witch hunt in a, in, in, in civilian court. Right. Really, right. You know, to try to bring this guy down for nothing. Well, thank you for keeping, well, thank you for trying to keep that story alive. You know, to me, the battle lines are uh, today are all about free speech. That's really the strides mm-hmm. that they've made on the left to silence conservatives and conservatives are kowtowing too yeah, much to it. And we got to stop it. They sent me the letter to see, you know, they said no, because I'm not one of them. Yeah. Well, we know the real reason. Julio Rivera from Reactionary Times, thanks for being here. Yep. Conservative media all the way. Love you, Andrew. Uh, love you, too. All right. We're going to take a break. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Miss Della B. She's going to update us. The return of Della B. Talking about the return of Megyn Kelly. Did she really come up with the goods on Donald Trump and the Russian hacking? Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along here. We're about halfway, maybe a little bit of halfway through. Thank you to my guests so far, Katie Hopkins. The British Big Mouth, I love her so much. Julia Rivera, a New Jersey Big Mouth, if I can say so. Love him. Speaking of Big Mouth, well, I got to say hi out there to the fellow Big Mouths on uh, Facebook Live. Speaking some truth out there. Uh, Jonathan, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, says, please stop calling this ideology of totalitarianism, death and war a religion. Um, moderates are the grass that terrorist snakes hide in. Great point there. Christopher Franklin says Islam is the bastardization of Judeo-Christianity. It is a cult, not a religion of peace. People speak in the truth because you know what? Our free speech has been so trampled and they are using it against us. We need to reclaim our speech and when we do that I think we can reclaim our society at least keep it from being taken over. Um, Speaking of reclaiming reclamation, Della B is back to reclaim her spot on the Andrea Kay show and she's here to talk about some other reclamation efforts. We've got Megan Kelly trying to reclaim her spot on the airwaves and Bill Cosby. Trying hey. to reclaim himself as the as one of America's daddies. Hey, Della. Hey, baby. Woo, speaker girl. Let's talk oh. some reclamation. Reclamation. Well, you know, Megan. She she left Fox, and she's been. We've been waiting, waiting to see what was going to happen when she went to NBC, and so she got this juicy job to go over to Russia and moderate this panel at the International Economic Whatnot. And, uh-huh. 
with Putin. And the night before, she goes to the palace, and she's with Putin, and she's with that Nahendra Modi, the prime minister of India, and she shows up in that. Was that when she wore her prom dress? That it looked like a prom dress? Was that when she had that on? Well, it wasn't. Well, I don't know. It, it was short, and the slit went all the way up to her, almost her hoo ha. Yeah, that was and, a slit that not even J Lo would wear. Okay, J Lo's more modest. And and the, and the, and, the, and the, it was blue velvet. I don't even know why we want to wear blue velvet this time of the year. And but it had. Well, wait a second. Flat. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a creepy David Lynch movie called Blue Velvet? Yeah, and that maybe I she was channeling. DJ Carrot Six is like, yeah, she was channeling David Lynch. Anyway, that was a sicko movie. But yeah, but it had like these. It looked like. Like her, that her sleeves had dropped down and her bra straps were were hanging out. So anyway, and she's, I, I just don't even get it. But so she gets criticized. So then she comes out and her answer to the New York Times about this outfit was that, and this is a quote, I can be smart and challenging while I wear spaghetti straps. And everyone is just going to have to get their heads around that. You know what? I think that the line in the movie was better. I, I can have a, I have a head uh, for business and a bod for sin. Is there anything yeah. wrong with that? Okay, Megan Kelly, you, you're not even good at, at appropriating somebody else's lines. Anyway, okay. carry on. Right, and that was from Working Girl, yes. and Tess said it in, in Working Girl. And, but anyway, so then the next day, she's she's at this panel discussion, and Putin is like the the mo- the person, you know, the main guy that's that's hosting it, and she's the little moderator, and she shows up with white pants and a little black top. Okay. And then he proceeds, as they said in the Hunt for Red October, that he was the Vilnius schoolmaster, okay. and so <laughs> she decides to school him on. Uh, 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 he, he on why, what's going on this contact with Trump and and you know yeah, the ambassador uh, and all that. yeah the, and so then Putin decides to tell her well what is an ambassador's job they meet with people if they don't meet with people they're going to lose they're going to get fired and it, he's like it's total zero nonsense you know he yet. was like class dismissed zero. right yeah so then he, <laughs> he, he then he tells her do you need some kind of pill. <laughs> Does anyone have a pill? Give them a pill. You know what I love about that? Because not only was it totally mocking her and deriding her, but there's so many different ways you could interpret that. Or interpret that. It was so Trump-esque, okay? Remember some of the comments he made? It's like, I'm not sure if he was suggesting something opioid-based or something related to, you know, um, or if he was suggesting all. You know what? I think I think maybe, you know, it's, he used the word hysterical, which, you know, hysteria. That used to be like what, you know, women that needed, you know, that had their being a woman made you kind of psychotic. So it was totally like, but you know what? It was I've dismissive. Got, and I loved it was. It. It's, it's like I can't. He's like, you know what? I don't know what's going on with the Russians and the, the, the hacking. And I don't know that I really care at this point. I just want Comey to tell the truth. Yeah. But um, but, you know, there's a scene in Star Wars, and I know you are one of the few people who have never seen no. Star Wars, but there's this scene in, in The Empire Strikes Back, or The Return of the Jedi, where Luke Skywalker goes in to um, Jabba the Hutt's palace, you know, and he's okay. got those Jedi mind tricks, and he's like trying to control Jabba, and Jabba's sitting there, and he's like, he's 
says, your Jedi mind tricks won't work on me, boy. And that's like what Putin, that was how Putin was doing Megyn Kelly. So, okay, well, thank you for the visual, because I can totally see her. That hairdo, she was kind of looking a little bit like Jabba. All right, now we only got a couple of minutes left. Take me to uh, another uh, topic Cosby, of pills. Uh, um, yeah, talking of pills, Cosby is in the second day of his trial in um, Philadelphia for sexually, the alleged sexual molestation of a, of a, a um, g- girl that, or a woman that was at Temple University. Um, they had a civil um, uh, settlement. Uh, she, uh, uh, he was relying on, uh, where he admitted in a deposition in that, that he had given her Benadryl and that mm-hmm. they had sex, but he claims it was consensual. But, okay. you know, so he had admissions in his deposition. So then she was supposedly supposed to be under um, confidentiality, but nobody ever made her sign it. And now it's come out and she's she's got this criminal case against him um, in Pennsylvania. So what um, was surprising to me was that the judge allowed another victim from 1990s to to testify to show prior bad acts. And I, I always thought she couldn't bring people right. in on yeah, fire. Yeah, I, th- I would think that would be hearsay. It. Yeah, I would think that that would be hearsay. Yeah, well, and if he's going to bring one, why wouldn't he bring off the other 49? Because there's yeah, like 50 he, of yeah. them. Yeah, so anyway, so, but what was interesting was, of course, that was the 90s, but the mother of this victim uh, said today that the reason why that they knew about it at the time, she and her, she had told her parents, but that, that her dad did not want her to be publicly humiliated, and that's why charges were not brought against Cosby at the time, and that is so sad. Yeah. But, you know, that that was the case, if it's true. So, uh, well, but anyway, but one of the things that's been out there is that Cosby is blind. Yeah. He's claiming to be completely blind. Well, I looked up blindness, a complete blindness versus legally blind. Legally blind is one eye gets corrected. Right. So, uh, so it's is he blind or is he not? They tried to get that into the case, but the judge didn't. No, that, that's just you know. that's like Michael Jackson showing up in his jammies, trying to get sympathy because he was a wacko. You know, as though that was some yeah. kind of defense. You know, I mean, he's he's he. You know, it's like OJ. Eventually, you know, you're eventually the chickens are going to come home to roost, and I think that's what's happening. There was a bar. I got to leave it here. There was a bar. I guess, in the area that was serving up Pill Cosby cocktails. Oh, my word. Yeah, which, you know, I actually thought was kind of funny. But then, you know, the the local community was like, okay, you cannot keep serving, you know, Pill Cosby, you know, cocktails, which, you know, I mean, I kind of actually thought it was funny. Well, keep watching that for us. And you keep your eye on Jabba the Hutt and keep us informed (laughs) on if there's any more reclamation to the airwaves happening with either of those two. All right, Della, love you. Okay. Um, speaking of people trying to reclaim something, and I think it's a lost cause for them. Did you know, DJ Carrot Sticks, that um, uh, Harvard University has rescinded admissions for 10 students and uh, because of social media? And, Saw that. Yeah. And I guess what they did was, uh, you know, I'm all about free speech. You know, I'm talking today about that's really kind of the front lines in this battle of Islamic Jihad. We're not allowed to say certain things because we got to protect people who aren't doing anything to try to solve the problem. Um, we're giving rise to jihadis out of protecting other people that don't seem to care. Um, so I'm all about free speech, but I'm also all about an organization or a business saying, you know what, if you're participating in something that we find offensive, we've got the right to not invite you to come to our school. I mean, how many people apply to Harvard? I guess these young kids set up a, a Facebook group 
quote Harvard memes for I can't I don't even know if I can say it on the FCC for blank bourgeois teens. They were joking about the Holocaust. They were mocking sexual assault and abuse of children. They did an imaginary hanging of a Mexican and called it pinata time. I mean, some really foul stuff. Yeah, if you're that dumb to write that, then you don't deserve to be in Harvard. Well, I, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, but, but share it, it with the world. Well, yeah. I mean, you thought this was going to be cool, but then again, are we not? How much of this is their fault in the fact that we now have kids that never get told no? They get it. They get an award or a trophy just for showing up. There, there's no right or wrong anymore in society. Anything that that from the left, you, we still have a society that's a, a large numbers of people still supporting Kathy Griffin for holding up a bloody head of Donald Trump. So if that's where the left is at, and what the the left has been completely felt free and has been entitled to do whatever they want to do, using whatever words they want to use, spewing whatever hate, and get away with it. These teens had every reason to think that they could, right? Yeah, I think they probably thought as long as they didn't put anything pro-Trump that, that they wouldn't get in trouble. Exactly. That that was the, the dividing line, right? As long as they didn't say anything positive to Trump. Um, you know, I think that um, we'll see if other colleges follow suit. I mean, we know that Kelly Finglass, the head of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, has been using sketchy, skeezy Facebook posts for years uh, against the candidates. You know, don't go don't go audition for Kelly Finglass with Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders if you've been, you know, parading yourself on social media as as a skeezy skank because you ain't going to get any any play there. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that, that the pushback against Kathy Griffin with the crap that she pulled, maybe people seeing now uh, that you're going to lose admissions to top schools, that maybe we might have a little bit of restoration to civility in America. Do you think? I hope so, because it's gotten to a point where it's just, you know, a lot of people don't want to say anything of fear of being, you know, criticized so much. And no matter what side you're on, there's somebody that's so offended that, you know, the, the littlest things, the, you know, a donut can offend somebody nowadays. Right. And that and, and, and we can't even speak out against an ideology that is literally leaving bloody bodies everywhere. Five hundred people in 55 attacks in 10 days in Ramadan alone. There's not one other, quote, religion that does this. Name one other religion to me. C.V. Burton posed this question that celebrates its most high holy holiday with murdering non-believers. To, are all Muslims here? I got to equivocate. No, not all Muslims are terrorists. But right now, it's like Brigitte Gabriel said, the moderates who are not on board with this are, are irrelevant because they're not doing anything to stop it. And we cannot allow ourselves to be denied the freedom of speech to call out the enemy. Nani Darwish said we must be brave enough, courageous enough to name the enemy in its location. The enemy is Islam. And it is up to the moderates. If we can't go into the mosques and investigate and route them out, it is up to the moderates to do that. And they're not doing it. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have left. I got to get to my heroes of the week and my stink of the week. Before I do that, I've got like a little contest for you out there for y'all in San Diego. Um, my favorite, if those of you who love breakfast, like I do, um, I, I've got a gift card to offer from the number one breakfast spot in San Diego, Breakfast Republic, brought to you by Johan Engman from Fig Tree Cafe. It's just like the best breakfast breakfast ever. Um, and if to, so this is mainly for San Diegans, but I guess it could be for anybody. If you're going to come to San Diego, go share my, I have an addition, all my friends on my, on my Facebook 
uh, profile right now watching. I also actually have something called a fan page, and I really don't spend enough time there. So I thought, you know what? To encourage people to share my fan page, I'm going to offer, go to enter to win a gift card for Breakfast Republic, go to my Andrea K. Show fan page, share that, and by sharing my page, you will enter to win a gift card to go to Breakfast Republic, the best breakfast in San Diego. Speaking of best, the highlights of the week. Who are my heroes, uh, my heroes of the week and stink of the week? I hate to be repetitive. Uh, some people, I always put it out there to you guys to tell me the hero of the week. Last week it was Katie Hopkins. Somebody said that they thought the hero of the week should be Sununu because of the way he shut down that Allison Camerado on CNN. That was absolutely brilliant. But my hero of the week actually is, again, President Trump. Because if there was ever an award that the Kennedy should give out for Profile and Courage Award. It was for Donald Trump, who went up against the entire world when he pulled out of the Paris Accord. I'm not just talking about world leaders that were bullying him to stay in it. I'm talking about people within his own family, within the administration, from Rex Tillerson to Jared Kushner to his own daughter, trying to get him to stay in what, a, what amounted to a deal of Put America Last, in which we were supposed to pick the pockets of Americans, send trillions of dollars of it around the world, and get nothing in return. We were going to send, we were going to shut down on top of the money. We were going to give up jobs in vital industries in manufacturing and in energy while the rest of the world produces more. We were going to, it was nothing more than a big global income redistribution scheme. Thank you, President Trump, for having the guts. He deserves the Profile Encourage Award. My stink of the week, man, there were so many who qualified uh, for stink of the week. Um, it was actually ended up kind of being a tie. Um, most people said, a, a lot of people said it was the stench that still lingers from Kathy Griffin and Lisa Bloom from the press conference. And, you know, that really should remain up there. That story shouldn't be dead. And I'll tell you why, because she not only impersonated ISIS and Islamic terror in her video, but then they turn with the bloody head, but then they turn right around and claimed the free speech and impersonated ISIS again by blaming America for the acts. And that's what we're dealing with right now. That's what this show is about. They tried to hide behind free speech protections, tried to claim the victim after they perpetrated an act of violence and terror against a family. Then they claimed victim for that. And we need to start pushing back against this. She deserved to suffer whatever consequences that she did for that. She doesn't deserve to be protected under freedom of speech. Um, that was also tied with uh, Megyn Kelly. The Well, I guess I should say runner-up was Megyn Kelly in her interview uh, with Putin, as well as uh, CNN for their fake news spectacle in which while bodies were still laying in the streets and bleeding out, they were doing a fake news story trying to prop up Islam by pretending that moderates were out there in the street protesting. Now, what moderates have been doing has been protesting in the streets against immigration bans against Brexit, calling anybody who didn't want to import more refugees and more terrorists into that country, including the town of Manchester. They've been protesting, calling anybody who didn't want to do that bigots. That's what's been going on with the moderate community. Right now, we got all these moderates outside protesting Trump Tower. They're not protesting the murders of 22 girls in Manchester. They're not protesting 500 people dead in Ramadan. They're not protesting bodies that were strewn about on the London Bridge. No, they're protesting America, they're protesting Donald Trump, who's wanting to keep us safe. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you, Katie Hopkins. 
Thank you, Katie Hopkins, for being here. Julio Rivera. Thank you, Della B. Don't forget to enter into win. Uh, go to share my Facebook page and enter into win a gift card for Breakfast Republic, the best breakfast in town. Join me every Tuesday here on AM 1170, Facebook Live at 10 a.m., then the Andrea K. Show at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Love you all. Hey! Hey! Hey!